Well, welcome everyone. Today's January 16th, 2018. <laughs> this is SMB's weekly Options Tribe webinar. Uh, the Options Tribe meets every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time throughout the year. And the goal of the Options Tribe is to bring information to you about options trading through options experts who speak and address our group every week for the purpose of helping you to improve your knowledge and your success as an options trader. That's all of SMB's um, educational activities are about helping you to improve in whatever trading discipline you are uh, engaged in. And so I did want to point out that uh, SMB training is not a broker dealer and we're giving these webinars exclusively for educational purposes. Um, today's webinar contains some simulated um, performance results in P&L and pricing and so forth. And while we believe them to be as accurately represented as possible, you do need to understand that um, when you're actually trading in the market, you're going to be experiencing factors called liquidity, slippage, and commissions, and you will not see those normally reflected uh, in demonstrations because you just can't capture this perfectly. It has to do with the way execution is going in the market. I also want to point out that options trading is risky like every other form of investing or trading. And so you need to be very careful, especially when you get started. You have to start really small because you're going to make errors, most likely um, execution errors, understanding, uh, you know, sort of um, errors in terms of the logic of the trade and uh, you might as well make those mistakes on a small amount of capital rather than a large amount of capital. Believe me, that's really important advice. Um, you should do a lot of back testing, a lot of paper trading before you actually expose any of your capital. Uh, and also, you should get the document from your online broker, which explains the risks of options trading. And don't trade any options at all unless you read that document and understand those risks. So with that, I want to welcome back to the Options Tribe, John Locke, who um, is really, um, has been with the Options Tribe from the very, very beginning. In fact, he was the co-host of the very op very first Options Tribe meeting back in 2011. Um, and as you all know, he's produced a lot of uh, tremendous educational content for SMB, as well as being uh, the largest trader, most successful trader on our trading desk, and also um, he does the weekly RUT trade review for Options Tribe Premium members. And I know that folks who attend that get, you know, so much out of that. So, um, John, welcome back to the Options Tribe. Hey, thank you. Hi, everybody. So I am going to turn the floor over to John, and uh, he can get started talking about the super simple spreads uh, strategies that he developed and that many people trade. So, um, John, I'm going to unshare my screen. Okay, yeah. great. Today we're going to talk about super simple spreads, profitable trading made simple. I have the normal disclaimer, which we will more or less pass by because, well, Seth already went over everything in here. That is true. And I'm just going to, other than being a trader or you know a trader on the options desk, as Seth mentioned, uh, who am I? Well, I'm a wealth and trading performance coach and mentor. I coach both market neutral and directional traders. We provide training in trading psychology, in trading performance, system development, and business skills, all for traders. And uh, we do a lot of life coaching as well and success coaching in general. I'm a professionally trained strategic intervention coach with Robbins Vedanus Training, which is a Tony Robbins organization. If you're not sure who he is, then you should look him up. The guy is he's quite amazing. And I'm also a master neurolinguistic programming instructor and uh, a practitioner. I'm also a master hypnotist, and I'm certified in transformational coaching as well as many other uh, coaching type stuff. So I do a lot. Not only do I do a lot with the trades themselves and dealing with the market, but we do an awful lot with uh, psychology and getting the person to actually be able to trade, which is in, in, in one sense even more important because as you'll see, trading and being profitable trading is really quite simple. So uh, talk a little bit about my trading background for those of you who, who are not familiar with that, I started trading back around 2005, or it may have been 2006. I don't really remember exactly, but it was after I went to an Invest Tools promo that I happened to stumble across while I was attending a success seminar up here in Manchester, New Hampshire. 
And I ended up buying into the Invest Tools program. And from there, I was kind of off and running. And, you know, I started trading and I, I was actually doing okay, but not as well as I hoped. Probably like, you know, a lot of you guys as well. And that being the case, probably like most people, I fell into the trap. And the trap is the need to know more trap, I call it. And I'm sure some of you have done that. But I end up going through uh, lots and lots of education because I wanted to get better. So I went through all the Invest Tools programs. And then I started day trading programs and swing trading programs. And then I found Optionetics. And I found a place called Sheridan Mentoring as well as many others. And I did all this in about a period of a year. So... You know, I was learning day trading, I learned swing trading, I learned value investing, directional options, market neutral options, Forex, all kinds of things. And, you know, I, I would say, you name it, I've probably taken it. It was an incredible amount of information to go over in a year. And one of the things I found is it was actually hurting my performance. And by early 2007, I said to myself, you know, I've had enough. I realized that I've been, I've been learning all this stuff that was supposed to be, be a better trader, but in the end, it was only time-consuming, expensive, and it really did nothing for my trading. In fact, it seems the more I learned, the less I made. So you know, I decided to do something unusual, something a little crazy, something completely opposite from what the world was telling me on how to become better as a trader. You see, the common belief would be that if I wanted to make more money, I should do something more complex. I should take another class. I should learn yet another trade. I should go deeper and deeper and deeper into the path I'm currently on. But luckily for me, you know, my brain realized this path of increasing knowledge and complexity had trapped me in what, what I refer to as the circle of doom, where I'm just continually learning new stuff, bouncing around from strategy to strategy, but not really getting anywhere. In, reali in realizing this, you know, I did the unthinkable. I shut off my email. I left the programs. I left the trading groups. I left all the forums. I went completely into isolation. And I worked on my trading and on myself until I figured it out. I figured out how to maintain profitability. And it was different than I thought. It was much more simple than I thought. I started doing well. People started to notice. I started coaching traders. And within a, less than a year, I created my own trading systems. I created my own style of trading. And I'm doing spectacular despite being in the midst of the great crash of 2008. I made it. So I'm going along. I'm doing my things for the next couple of years. And I start noticing something. Something caught me a bit by surprise. I'm getting calls from people I, that I um, met in my original Invest Tools class. I'm getting calls from people from my old trading groups, even from some uh, of my old instructors and mentors that I had. And they're saying something like, hey, you know, remember me? We met five years ago in an Invest Tools uh, meeting or in Sheridan Mentoring or, or wherever it happened to be. And I'd be like, yeah, hey, how's it going? You know, how are you doing? How's the trading doing? And that type of stuff. And I'd hear something like, well, you know, I, I've been struggling with my trading and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still not making money or, you know, something along those lines. And I'm thinking to myself, how is that even possible? How could someone be doing something for five years like this and still losing money? If they're still losing money, why are they even still doing it? But you know, how could that even be possible? You know, I completely understand if someone's not making 50 or 100% a year. I mean, that's something that actually takes talent. But simply averaging out maybe 20% a year or so, I mean, it's really not that complicated. So, you know, I'm talking to these people, and when I said something like that, it was met with, uh, it was met with some skepticism. Because, I don't know if they're thinking it's magic or something or what, but... Um, but I'm kind of arguing with these people almost a little bit. And that's where the idea of SSS hit me. You know, I had this one person I was talking to and I made him a bet. I said, I bet that I can come up with a simple, non-subjective trade that anyone can do in 30 minutes a month or less 
that averages at least twice the returns of the S&P 500 or certainly does better than what you're doing now um, or more in any 10-year period that you choose. And all you have to do is you have to go in and you follow the rules and that's it. So he took that bet and now I had a problem because I didn't really know how I was going to do that. <laughs> I knew I could beat the S&P 500 returns on an account. I mean, that's, that's no problem, right? What I didn't know is how do I do it with no subjectivity in 30 minutes a month? And <laughs> I'm thinking, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> so I already had the M3 trade. I can do that. No problem, but that's awful. That's that's a little complex. It's not. It's, it takes more than thirty minutes a month. I was doing these series of broken wing butterfly trades at the time for some clients that I had, and we call them the UB trades. And those are on the SPX, the broken wing butterflies. And they returned that much. Um, they were simple. They were rule based. It wasn't that bad, but those arguably certainly took more than thirty minutes a month. So um, I started looking at some simple condors. I'm thinking, well, surely I can come up with a condor, a simple condor strategy that averages like, I don't know, 20% a year over a 10-year period. That shouldn't be much of a problem. But no, right? They ended up being too complex or they ended up, um, you know, taking on or just not performing well. So I'm going along doing this. I'm playing with con condors and then I noticed something interesting. When I was fooling around with the condors, most of the time when the condors lose, it was usually because of an up move, which kind of surprised me because this was like 2009 and everybody's scared to death of condors and the down move. But the reality is when you actually go back and you test them, they lose because of the up moves. They don't lose because of the down moves. In other words, the market either goes up too much or the market goes up adjustments are made and then the market comes back down. Um, but it was only very, very seldom over long periods of time when the position actually lost from a down move alone. So that got me thinking. I said, well, you know, why don't I just do a bullish vertical? So I went in, I, I fooled around a lot of bullish verticals. I did a lot of testing and I came up with this thing called the bull trade. It's a simple in and out, no touch vertical that consists of two trades a month. And this is what the returns look like. Right, so this was from 2007, 2008, even after the major crash of 2008. Uh, if you did this, we had an average of nine wins, three losses, and an 18.2% per year return versus a 4.1 on the S&P 500 and a negative return that, my, that this person was getting. So I said, wow, that's pretty impressive for something that simple. And even after all these... Um, you know, this bad, these bad mojo that was just coming out in 2008. So um, I came up with that. I started that. And this is what the bull trade has done since then. If you take since I started back testing, since we started having it as a trade, it's averaged 23.9% per year um, over this period. I think it's like 18 or so years here. Uh, nine wins, three losses on average versus a 9.2 on the S&P 500. So we're at least doubling the S&P 500 and 23% a year is pretty damn good for something that's relatively simple, right? So I think that's even more impressive. And I'm thinking this is great. It meets all the requirements of the bet. Uh, the bull trade is clearly um, uh, doing well, but it's also clearly a bullish bias trade. What do we do if heaven forbid we're not bullish? <laughs> um, what if we're actually bearish? Or what if we want to just maybe kick up our returns a little bit on markets that are generally a little bit more sideways? So I started coming up with some other trades, and I ended up with a total of four trades. The first one being the bull trade. The second one being something I call the bear. The third being a bull versus bear. And the last being something I, I was fooling around with was a V condor when I was goofing around with the condors. So uh, each of these trades can be traded quite easily by the rules, quite successfully long-term, and they can be turned into um, your market opinion as well if you happen to have some sort of a market opinion and you're a what we call a subjective trader. Um, so let me just kind of go over what these are just so you have an idea of what's going on. So the bull is just a simple bull vertical strategy. 
it's bullish bias, but it's high probability. I mean, the market can come down quite a bit. It can still make money uh, or not lose. And of course, there's no risk to the upside whatsoever. And most of the time, the market goes up. So, you know, we've tested it for years. I've had other people test it. I've had people going over and over this. I can't believe that it actually makes money, but it does actually make money over time. So that's got a very exceptional track record there. Mm-hmm. Then I said, well, what are we going to do for a bearish strategy? Why don't we try a bearish vertical? And I tested it. And then I remembered why I wasn't doing iron conduits anymore. Because realistically, a bearish vertical, if you just put it on every month, it's a losing trade. Year over year, a month over month, um, on average, it's, uh, it's, it's negative expectancy. It actually, it actually loses money. Um, it doesn't help any. And then I remembered why I wasn't doing iron condors anymore. So, um, no. Bearish vertical wasn't going to do that for me. So I said, well, what else can I do? Well, we already had, at the time, was an M9 trade, but um, what looks like a, a current bearish butterfly. I said, well, why don't I just do a bearishly positioned butterfly and, I, and why don't I enter it opportunistically? So I came in uh, with a bearishly positioned butterfly. I did some testing and so forth. And when I came up with a modified and greatly simplified version of the famous bearish butterfly that uses a simple market filter to determine some entry times. So this is an opportunistic trade. You don't necessarily go in every month, but it is a great way to boost your results. Now, if you put a bearish butterfly or, or essentially a butterfly against a bullish bear vertical, you get a TPS plus zero line that's a lot flatter. You get a much higher profit potential and you get, um, yes, there's a little bit more risk on the downside, but realistically, the market would have to be destroyed. You know, we traded the bearish butterfly through 2008 and that's perfectly fine, right? So this really shouldn't be an issue. So that's what we have. Now, this doesn't just stay in to a bearishly positioned butterfly. It does scale in and it gives you about the range or actually a better range to the upside that's winnable than a, a, a bear vertical. So as you scale in and move forward and, and make the, uh, the roll sequence on this, you can make money all the way up into this range here where the bear vertical is just going to be just going to be taking a loss. And then, of course, on the downside here, basically we have a stop out point at the long strike. So this generally is not going to lose to the downside. It would be extremely, extremely rare. You'd have to have a huge gap when the market was down, uh, down in this level here in order to lose. So very good. So this is what a bear looks like when it's one third entered. And as the market comes down, it's really not an issue. If the market goes up, we scale in, you know, two thirds and then three thirds. And then we have a roll sequence that's, Different than the bearish butterfly, but a little bit less risky. Again, this is purposely bearish bias where the bearish butterfly is more neutral. And um, um, this, like I said, it's opportunistically entered, so it does does very well. Uh, Also, this is exited 21 days to expiration. In other words, it never goes near expiration. um, The bear trade nor the bull, bull trade ever go near expiration so with those two trades and then said hey why don't we combine these things and see how that goes so i did i combined the bull and the bear strategies and this turns out to be my personal personal favorite of the super simple spreads okay it's yes you can take a small loss on the upside if the market keeps going um, rarely does it lose coming down, but you can take, again, a very a moderate loss. But if you get into the sideways markets or anything that's not extremely up or extremely down, you can really crank up your, your returns uh, putting these together. So I really like those. Uh, I really like this trade. It's one of my personal favorites. Now, this position, if you do a bull versus bear, depending on it does have some technical indicators. So depending on where the market is at the time of entry, then you might be in a bull trade. Or if the market hasn't been up a lot, or if you are in a market that's just really been up in like a crazy amount in the last um, so many weeks or whatever, um, if they hit the technical filter, then you'll just be in a straight bear trade. But you know, a lot of the time, if the market's been up considerably, 
you're going to be in a bull versus bear trade, which looks something like this, which in a manner is going to react very much like a broken wing butterfly. Very little risk to the upside. All the risk is to the downside. But as this gets scaled in, you're going to start turning more and more a little bit condorish as the market gets continually overextended with the idea that if the market comes back, then uh, it's going to do well. This trade also plays off itself. In other words, it plays off itself back and forth. So the, the thing about the bull versus bear trade is really cool. Sometimes um, the two trades play off one another. So just as an example, this is a bull versus bear position. And what happens is the bull and the bear, they're entered at different times. So the bulls always entered 65 days to expiration, or the bull portion of the trade is always 65 days expiration. The bear trade is entered when you get a certain sized up move or when transition time comes, if the market's at a certain height, it's going to get done. So this is an interesting thing where we had a campaign here with a bull trade in January and it triggered off a bear trade, and then the market backed down into here. So we have, uh, with a bull trade, once you get the 65 days expiration, you're out of it. But this is a situation where we had a bull and a bear on, the market backed off, which would have resulted in maybe a small loss in the bull trade, but the bear trade kind of held it sustainable. So if we look at, say, trade 23, this is up $169. Again, this is a relatively small position, but mm-hmm. um, the trade's up $169, and this is after closing the bull trade, which actually got hurt on the down move here. Um, now, once the bull trade gets closed, we pull in, a, we close that out, we pull in a bull trade to offset the bear trade, which started here. And we end up with an expiration graph, if you put them together, that looks something like this. Mm-hmm. And this case here, it looks like it's a little bullish, primarily because the market's been down a lot. Mm-hmm. And this whole composite trade, I mean, to get an idea of risk, this whole composite trade shuts down at 1440 if we happen to hit that, which is only, you know, assuming it did that today, in the analytical model somewhat right is only about 250 bucks right where we have an opportunity here to make you know thousands so we really like this you know in this case here i think the market bounced i don't even know i'd have to take a look here um wednesday november 15th let's see when the next trade is All right so it was nine days between a trade and this is even in bull versus bear mode but uh we come up into here can I go there? Oh, there it goes. So if I go here, you see the market kind of took off again. And we get the additional bonus of having a the bull trade on. You get something, the bear trade on. You get something like this here. Mm-hmm. And if this goes up enough, we start scaling in and rolling this bull trade. And I don't know if that happened here or not. Like I said, this was just a really quick thing here. I guess I have some options in the back. So that's what happened here, right? So the market comes in, and the market starts really cranking out from where it was. I think if we look at the price chart, we had, yeah, we had something like this. So we entered a bull versus bear trade here. We came down, and this saved the bull trade, essentially, when the market came down. And then we get the hard reversal and we ended up adding the bull trade back on. That bull trade is going to help help offset any losses from the bear trade when the market reverses and pushes past it. So, um, you know, here we enter th- two-thirds in, and it's like the bearish butterfly. It's like a 20-point scale in. Uh, every 20 points, we, we scale in until we get three contracts, and then we start, this, uh, start a roll sequence that catches up to the market, but there's a dead end to the roll sequence. In other words, it stops. So. You know, if we continue here to the next trade, the market actually, it looks like it backed off a little bit. So if I look at the price chart here, yeah, so we came up here and the market did what we wanted it to, right? So we we protected it there. Then we we, we go up and, the, and the, the bull trade stops you from losing too much money. And then the market kind of drags uh, in sideways again. So in sideways markets, these end up doing really, really well. 
Right, so then we backed into something like this. And, you know, if we were doing a bull trade only this size, I think we would have had a maximum of a maximum profit in the range of, um, let's see, it would have been six contracts if it was a straight bull trade. That gives us a maximum profit in, in the range of about $1,300, $1,350. And uh, which you almost never hit because bull trade, we, we get out of it early. So, um, you know, usually you're going to hit like around $1,800 or so. So, I mean, not $1,800, about half of that. So about $900 or so. And we this boosted us about 300 bucks, probably from where we would be otherwise uh, in the position. And we get to a certain point. This gets 21 days to expiration. We close out the bear trade, right? Because the bear trade only goes 21 days for expiration. We close out the bear trade. We bring it into the current month. All right. So, John, we do have a, we do have a yeah. question now from Oakmar Frank. Yeah. And he is asking, in your YouTube presentations of the bull, you say uh, $250 profit or max loss. But if the spread if the spread cannot be opened for $250 U.S. dollars, will you still open the spread for, say, $180 U.S. dollars or just skip that month? No, we will go closer to the money. So, in other words, you'll get, you'll get your $250. Yeah, we'll get our 250. So sometimes, generally with minus, generally with a bull trade, right? If you are uh, minus 10 delta in most market conditions, you can get two dollars and fifty cents. So I won't go any further down than 10 delta. Sometimes 10 delta will give me 270 or 280, or sometimes even three dollars if the market's really crazy. But um, you know, usually 10 delta is going to give me around 250. In the cases where volatility is low in the grinding up markets that we currently have. We've been hitting it a lot of times at 12 or 14 delta to get your $2.50. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because, to be honest with you, when we started doing the bull trade, I've done the bull trade at 10 delta. I've done it at 20. I've done it at 30. I've done it with naked at the money puts. And if you take either of those strategies and you run it over, uh, as long as you keep the you know my risk reward rules and you get out at the right time as far as dates, um, if you do that, then no matter how you, no matter where you put your your shorts, the results over from month to month they get different sometimes, but over long periods of time they even out and they're about the same. So it doesn't really matter. You know, even through like 2008, it doesn't really matter. And you wouldn't think that's the case, but it is the case. In other words, if I'm doing a bull trade that is uh, 10 delta uh, short strikes in 2008, or I'm selling a naked at the money put in 2008, then you run the whole year, the yearly results are about the same. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty really, amazing. It, it is. It doesn't in really 2008. matter. Right. Yeah, 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 and that would be like the worst case scenario, right? Of so, course. Yeah, so long term, I mean, year to year you get slight variances, but month to month you might get fairly significant variances. But over a ten year period, you get almost virtually no variance if you're from a percentage standpoint of what your risk is. So, it's um, you know, it's the basic concept that hey, the market usually goes up, and you get paid more for taking on downside risk. That's right. That's, that's basically, concept. if you think that's about it. the philosophy of the trade, yeah, yeah. Okay, door. Doris is Doris asking, uh, when the market becomes bearish, do we exit the trade as soon as the market hits the apex of the bearish uh, of the of the bear fly, even though there's still some time decay remaining, or do you want both theta and vega to decay for the bear fly to increase its value? Well, yeah. So when you start doing the bull versus bear and the bear uh, or the bear trade, the stopout point on a composite trade is going to be obviously if you, hit, if you hit your maximum loss you're out but generally the stopout point is going to be at the long strike of the of the single butterfly here so in this particular trade the forced stopout point is going to be at 1460 so no we don't stop at the apex we let it go past the apex and work back and forth and yeah you will lose if the market continues to come down um particularly hard but um you know, if we take a look at this, for example, our stop out point on this, and let me just see what our long strike is. Our long strike's at 1460. So I have a hard stop out point at 1460, which is right here, which is going to net us about a $700 loss if that were to happen today, again, with no volatility considerations. 
Um, and that's unusual for it to be that large. If any time goes by, there's really not a big um, issue here on the stop out. Like I said, it, it's very similar to a broken wing butterfly trade. If you were to do a regular broken wing butterfly, it's just a regular broken wing butterfly, you're just moving the upper long strike back. Here, you're putting a wide vertical way behind. And you know, we also do broken wing butterflies with, well, not broken wing butterflies, but butterfly trades with verticals virtually anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you can put them wherever. You can even put them in front of the market, depending on what you're, you're trying to accomplish at any given time. But, um, you know, with this particular trade, it's the broken wing butterfly style setup. And we also do butterflies with calls, right, in an M3. Um, again, it's a broken wing butterfly style setup. And this is, a, again, a broken wing butterfly style setup here. So that's uh, sometimes a little bit more bullishly aggressive to start with, but ultimately that's what you get. So, okay. And we do have another question here from an anonymous attendee saying, how many bearish butterflies do you buy per bull vertical? Right. So there's a combination. So again, what we we're doing is we're balancing off, we're balancing off the bull and the bear. And, you know, once you get to, I, I encourage you, if you're having any trouble making money in the market, to just follow the rules. But once somebody gets to the point where they're a subjective trader or whatever, you can balance these however you want. If you're particularly bearish, you balance heavier towards the bear trade. If you're particularly bullish, you balance heavier toward the bull trade. But um, on, in standard, we, equ- what we, we equalize the max losses. So um, here... If this is a bull versus bear trade, if I'm going to be in a bull configuration, I'd have six contracts on. If I would normally have six contracts on, I'm going to cut that in half uh, because six contracts is going to have a $1,500 maximum loss. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut that in half, and I'm going to put a bear trade on that has a $1,500 maximum loss. And um, so in this case here, I have three and one. Which is which is going to be the, the most standard or the most what I would call the most neutral uh, combination on how to do that. All right, this is going to as it gets scaled in, this is going to turn into a continually bearish trade as the market goes up. If you do bull versus bear, because the market's going to go up, you're going to scale in, you're going to make things more bearish as you scale in. But usually, what ends up happening is. By the time you're fully scaled in on a bear trade, usually the bull trade is time to get into something new. And what you'll end up doing is resetting the bull trade at a much higher level, which is then going to offset the bear trade. Okay. So it, it, it really helps, um, you know, from a mechanical standpoint, it really, it's, it's a mechanical way of dealing with the market movement and things switching back and forth. So there are two different t- trades running on two different time frames, but they, they're, they're always offsetting each other. So it's pretty cool. And um, like I said, I, I just I just really like that. I really like the trade. That, that's it, question wise, right now. Okay, again. great, great. So anyway, I just do a quick little thing there while while we had it. So that is the bull versus bear trade, and then there is something I call the V condor. Now the V condor is something I I come up with when I'm goofing around with the condors. And it's designed to overcome what the fatal flaw in most condor strategies are. And that is that most condor strategies, not all of them, but most of them are of the design where when the price goes against you, you double or triple your size and you hope the market reverses. And uh, what happens is a lot of times you'll get a gap in the wrong direction and, and and you'll take three, four, five, six, sometimes I've seen as much as eight times a monthly gain, you'll wipe, you'll wipe out eight months of gains in one month. And, you know, there you go. Now you have to win eight trades, full, full wins in order to get back to neutral. And it's just a, you know, a continuous circle of problems. And that's the fatal flaw in most iron condor strategies. So what I decided to do is I said, hey, let's embed a straddle and let's make adjustments in a way that decrease risk rather than increase risk when the market moves. So what we do is we embed a straddle and that reduces drawdowns with large price moves. It increases gains. If you get a grinding up market, you kind of get up into the corner of the straddle, which you'll see, and that, that increases gains in that market. And I take a risk reduction approach with the adjustments rather than a risk increase approach. Now, you can't do that with a normal condor because if you take a risk reduction approach with a normal condor, 
you'll never get your money back, right? Well, you can, but it's it's uh, it makes it increasingly difficult to get your money back if you start doing that. With this here, it it's actually you can get your money back most of the time. So um, you do that, and then I had a simple filter I stuck in there for adverse market conditions. So a regular condor looks like this. A V condor looks like this. So, you know, having that straddle in there, it does uh, come at a cost. If the market is very flat, it's not going to gain value as fast. Or if we swing back into range, if we are truly in a mean reverting market, which I don't remember the last time we actually had that, but if we are truly in a mean reverting market, then you swing back, then, uh, then you're missing out on some gains. However, you know, the drawdowns are going to be much less. And the adjustment strategy, if you follow it, not going to lose. It, it doesn't allow the huge losses that are, that are uh, associated with a regular condor because you start taking risk off to the upside or to the downside, whichever way you happen to be going. So um, it works really well. Uh, and, you know, when you do these occasionally, the market creeps up into here. And it's up there. And you end up with a gain that's significantly larger than a regular condor. So I really like it. Um, it's been a good trade for us. So I'm going to start talking about basically the challenge with tr trading this way, with the super simple spreads. Um, now, the challenge that many traders have with these strategies is that they are rule-based and that they're simple. And when I say this, traders tell me, what? <laughs> what do you mean? That's not a problem. This is exactly what I'm looking for. They're simple, they're rule-based, they're perfect. But let's talk about the psychology behind that for a minute. You know, traders can buy the program. They can take the rules and hopefully they'll backtest them because you should never, ever, ever just assume something's going to work no matter who it comes from, right? You should always be doing your own backtesting so that you know what to expect and so forth in the marketplace. But let's just pretend that... You get the program, you backtest it, you find it works great. Awesome. Right? Then you start trading it. It's great. Eventually, regardless of what you trade, you're going to go through a rocky period. Or you may simply think, we may simply start thinking and reciting the old saying in your head that my dad used to tell me. And I bet you've probably heard it as well. My dad used to say, it can't possibly be this easy because if it was this easy, everybody would be doing it. Well, first of all, I said it was simple. I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> and, but it can be easy, right? It can be easy if you follow the rules. But following the rules doesn't mean you're going to win all the time. In fact, I can promise you that you're going to have times where you're going to have losses. You're going to have a share of losses. And when you do, that is where the biggest challenge comes in. And it's not a challenge for the strategy. It's a challenge for you. And that challenge is that the trade's simple. Because here's the challenge with good rule-based strategies in general. If you're trading them, you're doing it presumably because you've determined at some point that that strategy has some sort of a market edge. And that's great. But that edge isn't going to work all the time. It's an edge. It's a statistical probability. It works out more often than not, which means sometimes it doesn't work out. And there's going to be times when it appears, when you're in the strategy, that it appears that things aren't going to work out. Maybe the market's going against you. Maybe you made your maximum loss. Maybe your delta's too high. You get that appearance. It's not going to work out. And when that happens, because the strategies are simple, you say to yourself, I knew it couldn't be that easy. And you take that, all that testing you did, all the back testing you did, all the time you did to prove that your system worked, all the time you took to prove you had an edge, and you throw it away. You break the rules. And once you break your rules, the edge is gone. So when you trade these trades, you need to be aware that the rule-based strategies are easier. They take less screen time. They don't have to be interpreted. You don't have to interpret the market. But rule-based trades are also harder. Intervention 
in the rule system, when you deviate from the rules, it eliminates your statistical edge. It's not there anymore. So you don't get to play with the trade, right? Otherwise, you're going to lose your statistical edge, and you don't get to interpret the market. You just follow the rules. And that can be quite difficult, especially when things don't seem to be going your way. And the challenge gets very difficult for some people. So both the easiest and the most difficult part of the whole SSS program, and I've experienced this over and over again too, by the way, especially with the bull trade, but the most difficult part is just sitting, is just letting the trades work for you. So when you get the program, I encourage you to do your testing and your verification and then let just let the trades work, right? Just let them work their magic, let them do that, do that for you. So coming up here, you know, who is this program designed for? Mm-hmm. Well, it's designed for newer option traders because it's, you know, at least the early trades are relatively simple. They do get progressively more complicated as you move along. The V condor is a little complex. Trying to put the bull and bear, bear together do get a little bit complex. But the bull trade is very simple, extremely simple, as simple as you can get, really. Um, the bear trade is fairly simple. So newer options traders, certainly it's good for that. Um, traders with a full-time job, you know, 30 minutes a month, right? You're not checking stuff intraday in general, uh, you know, particularly if you're into the bull trade, just the bear trade. As a matter of fact, the bear trade, you don't even trade every month. Um, so, you know, traders with a full-time job, people who sleep during market hours, traders with multiple accounts, uh, looking for simple rule-based strategies that require very little attention. You know, you see some of these strategies out there, and yeah, they're really cool, um, but you look at them and say, oh my God, how do you even keep track of that thing? Never mind, how do you keep track of it in seven different accounts? I mean, it's nearly impossible. So, you know, you know, you can keep track of a bull trade in seven different accounts. It's not, it's not that big a deal. So, uh, so anybody like that, you know, if you're a directional trader and you're looking to smooth out your returns a little bit, especially in sideways markets, uh, very good for that. Traders who want an alternative to mutual funds, like I said, these aren't super high yielding trades. I mean, they they out trade. Uh, you could outdo most of just about any mutual fund you could find. Yes, but they're not fifty percent a year per se or sixty percent a year. So, um, but to, they'd be an awful great alternative to mutual funds. Probably double what you could make out there, and uh, at least historically. Uh, or certainly the people I really design this for is the traders who struggle for years having challenges getting profitable. Because realistically, if you're having challenges getting profitable, you're probably jumping around too much. You're probably getting, you probably made things too complicated for yourself. Get back to the basics. Get something that's just going to um, be easy to do and you know, get yourself to follow the rules. Because if you're not profitable, you're probably not following whatever system you're doing now more than likely. And um, you need to work on that. So that's what I have. Um, you have a question, Seth? No. I didn't have any uh, questions, John. Did you want okay. to go over the minimum capital requirements? Yeah, just, we'll go over the minimum capital requirements. I'll turn it over to you, okay? okay so great. the program comes with trade plans for all these trades. It comes with multiple examples. You know, Every trade has a detailed trade plan. You can select from the four strategies. You can trade one of them. You can trade all of them. You can combine them. Uh, there's many, many examples in the program. And, you know, we go over challenging trades, we go over easy trades, we go over winning trades, we go over losing trades. Um, This is the first program I started doing the every month uh, um, back testing or the every month example. So by that, I mean, you know, a lot of the programs you see out there or even some of my past programs, you know, we, we select certain months that that may be good or may be particularly hard or whatever. This, this program here, we go through, we take a a time period of like, I don't remember how long it was, but it's a fairly extensive time period. And we trade every single month in succession. So you see the good trades, you see the bad trades, you see how often they win, you see the the challenges that you have. And um, so really great examples with this. And, um, if you're wondering about minimal requirements, minimum capital requirements for a bull trade, you can do a single lot for 2800 bucks. A bear trade is $5,000. If you combine a bull versus bear, we need to up the size to get the combination right, the, the, the combination right, and that runs to 16.8. And if you're doing a V-Condor, uh, you can do an, a Russell IWM combo for $10,000. So those are where we have our capital requirements. I don't know if there's any other questions, but uh, I will turn this over to you, Seth. Well, we do actually have a few questions, John, before okay. I, um, yeah. before I uh, 
take over the screen and show everyone a special offer that we have. Otmar is asking, do these trades require the use of option view or can you trade this with uh, ah. Swim? So you don't even need analytical software to do a bull trade. So you don't need anything for that. Um, you really don't even need a little, little software for the bear trade because there's no delta, there's no delta theta guidelines, there's none of that. Basically, you're taking a bullish vertical, you're putting on with a certain credit, you get out at maximum loss, you get out at a certain date. There, there's That's as simple as it is. The bear trade is, you know, you're 20 points behind the market, you have a scaling sequence, you get out 21 days expiration, you get out at maximum loss. There's, there's no analytical anything. And again, the bull versus bear, since you're combining them, I mean, it's nice to see an analytical graph, but you don't need one. Um, the V condor, I suggest doing on option view. It does have a, it does have some delta, delta, theta guidelines that were tuned into option view. So for the first three trades, no, you don't need any analytical software whatsoever. Although I think you're completely foolish if you buy the program and you don't backtest it yourself, which means in that case, you're going to need either O&E or option view to do that backtesting. Because, you know, like I said, don't take anybody's word for granted, not even mine. I want you to backtest the strategies. I want you to make sure you'll be able to stay in the strategies when you're doing them, right? And just to realize that, hey, we have problem months. We have our good months. We have our problem months. You have to you really have to do that. If you're having challenging trading and you're not back testing whatever strategies you're doing, you know, if you're doing something foolish like taking trade alerts from something and you've never even back tested this stupid strategy, um, that's just, I'm sorry, it's dumb. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, you're not going to be a great trader that way. And even if you're winning, you're not going to be confident when things go, uh, start going poorly or, or whatever. Because like I said, every strategy has its issues. Anyway. All right. A bunch of questions came in, John. Um, yeah. Sean asks, sorry, I came in late, so you may have already covered this, but for the super simple spread bearish butterfly, is the normal entry still done when the rut has been up at least 80 points in 60 days? Yeah, we have an 80-point-up rule. So mm -hmm. that, that's not true for the normal bearish butterfly, by the way, right? Normal bearish butterflies doesn't take any technicals into account if you do the program, and it's a monthly trade you enter every month. Here, um, we do have a technical, and I put it also at 10%. Right, so we have 80 points, and somewhere between 80 points and a 10% up move in the market, because I want to uh, 80 points minimum, but 10% maximum, because you know the asset value when this program was out 2009 was what Russell was what 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Right. Remember, actually, the program was actually put out a little after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Program, but when I started doing this, it was 80 points, and the and the Russell was at. I don't know, some stupid number, $500 or something. Now it's a 1500. So now, um, if you, but if you took 10%, that's where the Russell is now. It's a 1500. That's the 150 points. Realistically, the Russell doesn't move up that much very often. So you, realistically, you would be in between the 80 and 10%. You know, you average it out. So yeah. you, so you'd be, you'd be up more in the, um, hundred point range when you, when you're supposed to enter it. Yeah. All right. Alex is asking, this This might be tough for you to answer in any kind of brief period of time, John, but I'll just put it out there. How do you allocate your real capital right now to all of your different strategies, the bearish fly, the M3, the M21, et cetera? That's a great question, right? So I like, or up until very recently, most of it's been going into M21, which is a sub subjective if you don't know what M21 is, right, M21 is where I analyze the market and I do the best trade for the, what, what I see as the best. I create a trading plan that's going to best utilize my opinion of the, of the market at, a, at any given time. And that's um, I've traded that way for a very long time. And, you know, recently the business has, has gotten so um, busy that I've had to back off a little bit. And for a period of time, I was doing uh, a lot of capital in the super simple spreads because I don't I don't have I don't have a whole lot of time mm -hmm. to deal with stuff. So yeah, I'm in the bull trade, uh, and I'll stick on a bear trade. Again, it's more of an M21 subjective style um, super simple spreads, right? So the good thing about M21 is it applies to everything. You know, even if I go to a simple bull vertical, I mean, we show the M3, the bearish butterfly, and the rock, and we do that. But the reality is, is you can do it with a bull and a bear trade, 
you know, if you're bullish on the market, you're in a bull trade. As you get bearish, you you start entering a bear trade. If you're bearish, you're heavy into a bear trade, maybe light into a bull trade, or maybe completely just into a bear trade. So, you know, I've certainly been doing that because they're nice and simple. I've been allocating money to that. We have um, something I call a modified UB1 uh, trade that I do. Again, in the interest of simplicity and M21 style of uh, M21 style of, of, of tuning it to my market, tuning it to the market. So I'm doing more and more simple in and out strategies. I always have an M3 going. I, um, I almost always, at least recently, have had a bull trade going. I almost always have UB1 trade going. I have a, what we call an X4 trade going fairly regularly. Um, the M20, the, the straight out aggressive M21 trades, I backed off a lot on. And again, it's mainly a matter of time. I, I, I just don't have time to sit there and and watch the real aggressive trades in the market. I also, a lot of times, I'll pull in a, a rock trade once in a while too. So you know, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm rota- I, I rotate around the strategies based on what the market's doing and how much time I have, which is ultimately what you're probably going to do as a trader. As you become a very advanced trader, there's a couple things, right? I mean, it's nice to say that I'm going to enter, you know, this trade this day every single month, but, you know, next thing you know, you're on vacation or your kids had something or you had something from work or whatever, and you can't enter it that day. Or, you know, you know, or the market's done something crazy and, and you know, you, maybe you're good with technical analysis now and, you know, so you make some sort of a modified trade plan. So that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, uh, I think Seth knows and a lot of other people knows I've al- always had this directional tinge to me where, where yes. I really like doing directional trades. I have, particularly the rut, I think I feel I have a really good idea where the rut's going like 90% of the time. I mean, I can call a top. I mean, Monday morning, I did, I, this mor- uh, Tuesday, this morning, as a matter of fact, you know, I said, hey, you know, the Russell's going to go to about 16.05, 16.10. It's going to reverse. Yep. Right. You call it today. Yeah. And bam, you know, we end up down 20 points. So um, I think I have a really good feel for that and I'll play that. Okay. I'll play that. So, you know, you know, as far as, you know, maybe the more appropriate question is if I had to do a straight rule based strategy and I really didn't, wasn't taking any market technicals into consideration, you know, what would I trade? Right. In which case we go to, if I have a lot of accounts, stuff like that, I think something simple like this is awesome. Right, you stay in, just do a bullish trade. Right, if my situation where where I did, just didn't have time or I had too many accounts to manage, then then yes, I'd be in something like this. Otherwise, I might be in something more like an M3. If the market's overextended, I'd certainly be in like a bearish butterfly trade. And you know, the rock trade with a gradual rock transition is very good. So if you get into the rock trade and then you go to APM squared and you see a um, what a gradual rock transition is. I really like doing that as well, which in a way is somewhat similar to the bull versus bear trade. And, you know, those are my favorite types of trades. You know, you, you, go, you go bullish early and then you go bearish as the market goes up. Okay. Um, anonymous attendee is asking, what's the difference between the bear trade in the SSS program versus the bearish butterfly program? The bear trade is intended to be a opportunistic trade you get out early from expiration, and it's much more simple. Where the bearish butterfly is intended to be a monthly trade that you can trade every single month, it has a much more aggressive upside adjustment strategy, and it goes from being bearish to neutral if the market goes up. So if you get – and you will go right into expiration as well. So if you get that market where – the uh, where, where the where the asset just continually grinds up, or it goes up a lot and then sits. The bearish butterfly does very well. Where the bear trade might actually, if you're just doing a bear by itself, it might lose because it never really gets on top of the market. Um, and there's a place where it actually stops rolling. So um, okay. the market can run away from you. Yeah. Good. Albert S is asking: Do the minimum capital requirements include some side money for losses? Uh, no, no. This is what you need to to trade the trade. So twenty seven fifty. If you get two, if you get a, if you get two dollars and fifty cents credit on a thirty point wide bull vertical, you have a um, you have uh, a, a risk of 
$2,700, right? So that's $2,750, I mean. So, you know, I'm, I'm allowing $50 for whatever, you know, so you, so, so you don't completely max out the account. But, um, you know, if you take a loss, then you're going to have to, I mean, you have to make up for that if you do that. So, so yeah, you'll want to have a little bit of, of capital off to the side. And, again, realistically, we start talking about account size that you're trading. You never put everything you have into a trade, especially an options trade, right? I mean, if you're experienced, 20% of your maximum worth, your net worth maximum unless you're unless you're very experienced and you know realistically if you're new you should be like two percent um uh, area so you know keep that in mind okay we've got a couple questions about the returns on these strategies uh to to kind of shortcut that john do you have on your website historical back tests uh, results for the um, simple, super simple spread strategies? No, I only have the bull, so which I just showed you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what they are, um, but they're not they're not listed on the website. Generally, the bear is going to be a it's an opportunistic trade, so you might do four to six trades a year, right? Um, that is going to uh, depends on the year. Uh, the only losing year I've ever had with a bear trade is, I think, 2015, where it came back, I think, maybe 10% negative. But generally, for the most part, you're looking at 3 to 40% a year with doing three to six trades, three to, three to eight trades a year, depending on the year, right? So um, that is a very good return. That is a very good return. Obviously. And um, the, the bear, bull versus bear trade, in general, in a sideways market, the bull versus bear is going to outperform the bull trade. You'll do better. In a, in a crazy up market like we've had here, it's going to kick the returns down a little bit. So, for example, the bull trade last year, I think it's – what did it do? I have to look here. Last year, I actually have to go back on the street bull trade. 2017 was 54.5, and I have the – the bull versus bear for the last couple of years. And this may not be properly um, <laughs> disclaimered, <laughs> but, um, you know, so we were similar in 2014. We were a little down in 2014. We were a little up in 2015. We were way up in 2016, right? So, it, we're almost double 2016 because that was a generally sideways market. And then in um, 2017, it was, it was down slightly. And again, that has to do with the fact that we um, actually, it was about the same, right? So that has, I think it was actually, I think it was actually 53 something. I think this may be an error. I think mm-hmm. it was 53 something. It was down about a percent because the, um, because of the, um, the, just the extreme bullishness last year. It was just we had some crazy up bull runs, and I think if we do a straight bear trade, I have some numbers here, right? So a straight bear trade in 2014 was 88.9 percent, right, mm-hmm. with five trades. Mm-hmm. It was 42 percent with six trades in 2015. We had 11 percent loss in 2016, which is odd because it. You know, if you're doing the bull versus bear, it ended up boosting the returns. But if you did the bear by itself, it actually was a little bit low. So, um, but you know that happens because you're entering at different times and different points of the cycle. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, if you did a straight bear trade here, you had five trades and it was a bit of a loss. And if you did a straight bear trade in 2017, it was about 19 percent. And again, four trades. So, um, okay. not bad for for four trades. And you know, so so they're they're very good performing strategies. It's just fantastic. Okay. Okay. Good. I think we we taken you know a bunch of questions, um, and I think we probably should just try to wrap up because I want to share with everyone um, a special offer for the super simple spread strategy, and um, let me let me do that right now. And so um, here is the good news. Good news, obviously, is it's a terrific strategy. And we have this video series available on our website. 
Um, it's comprised of five, five videos. It's 192 detailed PowerPoint slides, and it teaches you the, the four strategies that John just reviewed, the bull, the bear, the bull versus bear, and the V condor. And for until January 31st, we are giving a 10% discount uh, off of the 975 price. So you're in the, uh, the high 800s. Uh, and John will be holding a live one-hour Q&A webinar so that anyone who owns this super simple spread, and including people who take advantage of this great uh, pricing offer uh, before January 31st, you will get uh, to be able to attend that meeting live and watch, uh, you know, and ask your questions. So what we're going to do is give you a little bit of time to, to get the course, review the videos, review the PowerPoints, and then uh, we will hold that one-hour Q&A session uh, and you'll be able to partake in that and ask any questions that come up when you're taking notes. Um, you know, there's always some questions that will arise. John can't think of every possible thing that anyone could ask. These are very, very rule-based, thoroughly uh, explained strategies. But, you know, sometimes you just have questions and that comes up and you'll get that opportunity. And then you take good notes and uh, you'll you'll have clarification and we'll add that recording to the curriculum, so you'll be able to go back to that recording as well at uh, at any time. So um, the uh, uh, the discount, as I say, is available to January thirty first. What you want to do to take advantage of this, uh, and we'll be sending you some emails, so you'll have links in there as well. But in order to take advantage of this, you want to go over to OptionsTribe.com. You see this OptionsTribe.com, and then you click on training, and right there at the top is super simple spreads. So you click on that and you'll see that uh, we've got 14 days left, two weeks left uh, on the sale. Um, we've got some more information about the program. We're going to be sending all of you out a copy of today's recording. And if you click on order now here, then it will take you to this page and you can actually order the course. There's the discount built right into the page over the next 14 days and you'll automatically be registered for the Q&A session. So um, that is something I highly recommend you're doing if you are a person that enjoys having a rule-based strategy that does not take a lot of time to manage. Um, and as John says, the only, the only um, challenge is going to be sticking with the rules and not taking your edge away. If you're that kind of trader, this is really a good opportunity for you to get this at a great value and also be able to attend the Q&A webinar. Uh, so please, again, optionstrive.com slash go to that training tab, click on super simple spreads, and that's how you'll get to take advantage of this opportunity over the next 14 days. I also want to congratulate the leaders of our Optionstrive trading contest, Locust, Pop-Tart of Dune, Beck, Beckham, Vega Vulture, and Dennis, and the dollar gain leaders in well, as well, including J-Dub, who John knows very well. Um, and, uh, Finally, um, I did want to point out that you can join the OptionsTribe.com. Uh, it's only 30 bucks a month, and you get a chance to see every recording that we have uh, issued, uh, every recording of an Options Tribe meeting over the last six months. Uh, sorry, six months. Sorry. Uh, that's way off. Seven, almost seven years now that we've been doing these meetings. We have over 300 meetings in our um, catalog and you'll be able to watch every single one of them, including dozens and dozens of meetings that John Locke has done, as well as his weekly rut trade review, by the way, which you'll be able to attend live and watch all of the recordings. So if you want to watch how John trades as the most successful trader on our options trading desk, you can do that. And uh, you'll uh, you'll see, you know, uh, how powerful these strategies actually are. We also have SMB's options foundation program. SMBU Options Foundation Program, uh, which is 20 videos to teach you the basics of options trading. If you love what you heard tonight, but you don't feel you've got the background for it quite yet, and uh, you can also sign up for post both individual and group mentoring uh, for myself as well. Um, we are uh, want to point out that we have over the years developed many, many advanced courses for developing traders. You'll see some of John's strategies in there. For intermediate traders, again, you'll see John's M3 and uh, Amy Meisner's 
offerings as well as uh, some other strategies that we have for intermediate level traders. And finally, for the advanced traders, John has put together these terrific courses, The Rock, the M21, and his Masterclass series. So, um, And finally, Andrew Faldi every Wednesday has a um, options and systems workshop as well, which is terrific and very popular. So join the options tribe dot com today get involved in all of our activities um and uh, you do that by clicking that join tab and then it's it's only 30 bucks a month it's it's really a good deal now next week uh you might remember earlier in the year we had a technical problem and we had to cancel our first meeting of the year well dan passarelli will be here on january 23rd 2017 that's next week at 4 30 p.m the mtm trading plan for 2018 so dan is a very well-known options educator and a terrific speaker. And I encourage all of you to attend next week for Dan Passarelli's MTM trading plan for 2018. John, are you still there? I am. Very good. Well, thank you, John, uh, for a great presentation as always. As I said to folks, we'll be sending this around to you over the next couple of days so you can you know, study this recording and then uh, take advantage of this uh, really good opportunity. Uh, to buy the Super Simple Spreads program. So, John, thanks a million. I want to thank everybody for your attendance and your participation. Lots of great questions tonight. Yeah, we'll thank you, everybody. And we'll catch up with you next week uh, with Dan Passarelli, January 23rd, Tuesday, January 23rd at 4.30 p.m. Good night. Trade safely. Thanks again.